Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hello, everybody. President Bebop Robomogo Wanatron here, back for another episode of the 14-time Oscar-nominated podcast in the Best Actor in a Leading Role category. It's Bebop Tales, Season 3, The Desolation of Messingham. Today, we're answering a question from a listener, Robert, from Rockledge, Florida, who asked me, Bebop, have you ever been zapped into a video and have to win the game to escape? Well, we'll find out today on this week's episode, but first, as you know, I have to do my John Ham impression. A couple of you sent in some chants for me to try out to switch my voice, so first up is a chant that our friend Frida from New Zealand sent in. She suggested, John Ham, John Ham is the best. He beat be but nope. Nope. Sorry, Frida, this is really weird, but... There must have been some sort of email malfunction sending it all the way from New Zealand to Chicago because the words are all scrambled. I know you wouldn't have said that John Ham is the best. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Sorry about that. Now let's see. Layla from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. She sent in John Ham. John Ham, you know it's true. When I imitate your voice, I sound like you. you. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much, Layla. Okay, if you remember what happened in last week's episode, we were facing down a riddle from the Troll Master General. We got a lot of great answers to this week's riddle. So let's find out what that solution was, and we'll thank all of the puzzlers at the end of the episode. Let's get straight into Season 3, Episode 5, Ready Player Bebop. Yay! Now listen closely. Before you lay three boxes, one of which contains red Sour Patch Kids, Messingham's favorite. The other contains green Sour Patch Kids, nobody's favorite. And the other contains both. Unfortunately, these boxes have danced their way into the wrong labeling line and are mislabeled. One is labeled red, one is labeled green, and the last is labeled red and green. Only the box with just red Sour Patch Kids is destined for Messingham, the others to the Lake of Magma and the Pit of Eternal Screaming. You may open one box and one box only and remove one Sour Patch Kid. And based on what you see there, you will need to determine which box is the one you need for your Sour Patch Horse, so to speak. Bebop and the Alchemist huddled over the three boxes. I don't know, man. I have to be honest with you, said Bebop. I'm a little riddled out. That last one was so hard, and now this one, and that weird high-talking big guy over there, it's all too much. The Trollmaster General. Yeah, okay, I know his name, but let's think about this for a second. The Thing turned into a Sour Patch Kid. Not now, Thing, 
said Bebop. The thing turned its top half red and its bottom half green. Now is not the time to play red light, green light thing. Come on, I need to concentrate. But the thing started blinking red and green at the same time. Wait a second. Thing, I take back everything I ever said about how you were weird and useless, and I didn't know why Dr. Percolator ever made you. You said all of that? Well, I thought it. Anyway, sorry, Thing. Mr. Troll Master General, I have your answer. Bebop walked over to the box labeled red and green. He pried open the lid and pulled out one Sour Patch Kid. It was green. Okay, so now we know this box, which was mislabeled red and green, is actually the green box. That means the box that's labeled green is incorrect, and either it holds just red or both red and green Sour Patch Kids, or SPKs as I like to call them. However, the box labeled red is also mislabeled, and because the green are here... We know the red box must be where the red and green SPKs are. So, the box that is labeled green has the red SPKs, which means alchemist and thing. It's time to hop in the box. We're going to chow down on our way to Messingham Town. The Troll Master General grimaced. He didn't like someone solving one of his riddles so easily. But, there was little he could do. Bebop was, after all... 100% correct. Hmm, yes. You have chosen wisely. You may take safe passage in the crate destined for the Messingham stronghold. That's it, said the alchemist. One riddle and we're through? Yes, that is right. As I said, Messingham has been very disruptive to the mail these past few months. I will be glad to see you disrupt him for once. You may pass. The thing plunged into the box, and Bebop climbed up alongside the alchemist to rest among the Sour Patch Kids. The box closed, sealed, and they heard a portal open. Are you ready for this? said the alchemist. Bebop chuckled. <laughs> I've been battling Messingham ever since I can remember. At least since season one, anyway. I'm always ready. Bebop closed his eyes and went to sleep, resting up for when they landed at Messingham's new hideout. Coming back home had been such a strange experience, even though he loved his hero's reception and everyone telling him how wonderful he is. Life out on the adventure trail had changed him. He hadn't felt comfortable sitting around, doing nothing. He felt, if he was being honest, more at home in a box of Sour Patch Kids on its way to a dungeon than he did eating Sour Patch Kids on a back patio. It was a hero's life for him. Tiny, Tiny, wake up! The alchemist was pushing buttons all over Bebop's back, trying to get him out of sleep mode. Hey, 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 hands to yourself, buddy. What's going on? Are we there? No. It looks like the Trollmaster General had one more prank to pull on us. Look. Bebop peered out through a crack in the box 
but he didn't understand what he was seeing. It looked like they were stuck inside a computer. Just circuitry everywhere. What is this? Some sort of electronic dimension? Sort of. It looks like the trolls switched the box on us at the last minute. One of his favorite gags. We're now inside a video game console. And the only way out is to play our way out. Video games, said Bebop. Ugh. Doesn't he know we're all about books around here? I don't even know how to play video games. Well, I hope you're a quick study, because here they come. The alchemist threw open the lid of the box, which disappeared around them. Bebop looked up, and he saw six rows of six tiny, pixelated aliens advancing down at him. Ready, player one, said the alchemist. I will be over here playing this one. Bebop looked over his shoulder and saw the alchemist swinging a golf club. You're playing a golf game while I have to battle 36 aliens. No fair. Bebop ran beneath a bunker that protected him while the aliens lowered toward him. He needed to come up with a way to defeat them, but the noise coming from them made it difficult to think. I need to switch games, Bebop said. The alchemist has the right idea. Thing, can you turn into a button? The thing turned into a thumbs up and then into a red button. Bebop pressed it and... The Space Invaders game disappeared. And in its place, Bebop was suddenly sitting in a race car. Aha! Now this is more like it. A stoplight went from red to yellow to green, and then Bebop zoomed off. There were a few other cars on either side of him, a couple in front, and Bebop kept his foot on the gas pedal as he sped around a track full of puddles, oil slicks, and all sorts of nonsense obstacles. What's the point of this? He said. If I win the race, do I get to Messingham's? They crossed the finish line and started lap two. Then crossed the finish line and started lap three. Then four, five, and eventually 32. Thing, I think we've been tricked. Can I get a new button? The thing became a button again and Bebop pushed it. Suddenly, he was running across a brick path with more large bricks floating in his way. He had a giant hammer in his hand, which he used to smash the bricks and continue running. This is a weird game. New one, please. A giant yellow mouth was trying to eat him. New one. He was back on the racetrack, this time on a motorcycle. This is the same thing, thing, new game. Bebop was suddenly a paddle, bouncing a ball at another paddle, back and forth. New game. He pushed the button again. And this time, he was in a lush, green forest. Before him stood some sort of magical elf floating a few feet off the ground and talking to him. 
Good evening, warrior. We are so glad to have you take on this legendary quest. The magic crystal of Gondoria is buried beneath the tower of Osaida Nakao. The legends say you can save our village by retrieving the magic crystal. Ooh, this is more like it, said Bebop. I've heard about these adventure games. They're supposed to be epic. Let's go. I'm ready. We are all eager for you to retrieve the crystal, said the elf. But first, you must enter the training. Okay, then I can go on my quest. No. Then you must talk to every single villager, whether they have anything of interest to say or not. Uh, that doesn't sound like fun. Then you must complete 37 minor quests over the course of 498 hours, and then you will be- Okay, forget it, said Bebop. You know what? I've had enough of this thing. Can you turn into a plug? The thing turned into a cord, plugged into a tree in the forest. Great warrior! Why are you wasting time when there is a villager who wants you to fetch water for his cat? And then, once you have done so, he will teach you how to trim his hedges. No thanks. I'm done with this. Bebop yanked the thing out of the tree and... There he was again in the box with the alchemist and the thing. The box was just outside the door of an enormous castle. How, how did you do that? Said the alchemist. I got tired of playing games, said Bebop. We have some friends to save. Messingham Stronghold. I'd heard it was guarded by a curse or something worse. Bebop climbed out of the box and walked up to the door. Like I said, there could be a curse. Be careful. We can't just knock on the door. I know, said Bebop. I'm not going to knock. Well, we can't just barge in. I know, said Bebop. He waved to the thing. We're not going in. The thing turned into a lock and affixed itself to the door, sealing it shut. He's going to have to come out. Bebop Tales, playing a game. Bebop's flipping the script on messing him. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales. Alright, I bet you all were expecting another puzzle or another riddle that I had to solve, but not this time. This time, Bebop is creating the problem for messing him. Or messing him. Again, poetic license. Okay, well, speaking of puzzles, we have so many puzzle solvers to thank today. First up, I want to say thank you to Davey from Nashville, Tennessee, who solved last week's puzzle. But I left him off the list last week, and I'm so sorry, Davey. Thank you so much for your work. All right, and now on to this week's puzzlers. Benji, who's 8, and Abigail, who's 10, from Crow's Nest Pass in Alberta, Canada. Our pals Lev and Clara, Milo from Belize, Georgia, Zion, who's 12, from DuPont, Washington, Frida from New Zealand, Layla from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Eli from Baltimore, Cass, who's 12, and Oscar, who's 6, 
from Richfield, Minnesota, Torben, who's 10, and Axel, who's 8, along with their sisters Harriet, who's 6, and Violet, who's 3, from Pennsylvania. Miles Diaz, who's 5, and Keon Diaz, who's 4, our pal Kevin, who's 6, Conrad from Golden, Colorado, who turned 9, I believe, yesterday. Happy birthday, Conrad! Seth, who's 9, and Lyra, who's 7, from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Paul, who's 8, from Atlanta, Georgia. Leilani, who's 8, from London, England. Eli, from Nuego, Michigan. Kylie, who's 11, and Katie, who's 8, from California. And Miles, who is 8, and Dylan, who is 5, from Milpita, California. Thank you all so much for solving this week's puzzle. And now, because I really dined out last week on so much delicious art, I need to thank Aaron, who's seven, from Roanoke, Virginia, who made a really cool Bebop Jr. Thank you, Aaron. Cooper, who's six, from Renton, Washington. Hannah, from Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Ishbel and Ian, from Hebden Bridge, England. Miles, from San Francisco. Sam, who's seven, from Williamstown in Melbourne, Australia. Vince, who's seven, from Pleasanton, California. Our pal, Brenley. Olive, from Canada. Sam, who's six, and Wallace, who's three, and Lene, who's three, from Toronto, Canada. Sammy, who's five, from Indiana. William, who's five, from Texas. Torrance, who's five. Jules, who's six, from Athens, Georgia. Wiley, who's eight. Sam, who is six, from Cape Town, South Africa. Ezra, who is seven, from Worthington, Ohio. Our pal Avery, from Florida. And then Mary, who is four and 11, 12 years old, but... That email came in last month, so maybe happy birthday, Mary. All right, thank you all so much for the wonderful art. And then here is a joke from our pal Ari. Hi, my name is Ari. I live in California, Oakland. I am six years old, and my joke is... What do monkeys eat in outer space? Banana aliens. <laughs> you know, your people food disgusts me, but that actually sounds good, Ari. Thank you. All right, and next up is William, who is five, from Texas. Hi, this is for Johnson Messenger and Bebop. What do you call a robot made of art? What? An art too. An art too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, William. Thank you to everybody who has sent in their art. Thank you to everybody who has sent in their jokes. And thank you to all of you who solved last week's puzzle. Now, next week is the season finale of Bebop Tales Season 3. Are you ready for it? Does the very thought of that make you well up with tears like it does me but in the meantime friends we will have this one last episode and i will see you next week hey it's jess did you know that gzm shows has a youtube channel right now all of six minutes becoming mother nature gzm beats and cupid and the reaper are up and they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? 
It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.